Okay, welcome everyone. Anna Hines here, and I'm really excited to do part two of a morning ritual conversation. And last time I had Rachel Atkinson and we chatted a lot about the different morning rituals and what helps us individually. And today I have Alicia Hunt. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. She is one of my buddies. She does the Naked Retreats along with me and just an amazing heart sister. And she's a lot of wisdom. And she is a mom of two children. And so what I thought would be super fun is is to chat about morning rituals from the perspective of a parent and from the perspective of someone who is a different dosha Ayurvedically, and we'll get into more of what that means, but a different dosha than either Rachel or I, so that you're getting more of a broad sense of what a morning ritual could look like for you and what will best serve your goals for your life and for your kids and for your your little you know universe that you have inside your own household or your work. So welcome. Thank let's you. dive in. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about, um, let's talk a little bit about your particular, um, Ayurvedic dosha, a yeah. little bit more about that and go from there. Okay. So I tend to be more into the, what they call kapha heavy and the doshas. Um, so that can look like, uh, maybe being cooler, more often and feeling maybe a little more sluggish or heavy or just slower moving and it doesn't have to necessarily be a negative thing it's just the tendency of uh, to, to move isn't as quick as maybe a pitta or a vata um, and then so I like I tend to like earthier heavier foods and things that make me warm make me feel warm um, but that can easily get out of balance and so and as far as that side goes so if I I'm out of balance, I might just be too sluggish to the point of being lethargic and um, just very low energy. And then when you have children on top of that, and you're maybe not sleeping as great as you used to, um, and lots of energy output during the day, it can definitely swing out of balance. Um, So I try to find things that help um, get me moving, get me warmed, from the inside out, so um, my morning my morning rituals have definitely um, changed throughout the years, and especially when you have babies and they're in the baby toddler stage. Definitely, self care can be um, just like going pee by yourself, <laughs> precisely, <laughs> or like getting to take a shower. <laughs> So it's like as they get older, you're, the things that you're uh, able to do change. So I'm to the point now where I have a little bit more freedom in what I do. And um, as a kappa, I don't know if this would be a kappa thing necessarily or a personality thing. Um, and I'm sure there's people out there who could relate. But I have a hard time really nailing down a consistent routine. Like as far as doing it seven days a week, exactly the same every day. I'm just not that person. And so I give myself a lot of grace and allow myself to change according to the day and what f- what I feel like I need that day. So I encourage everyone to give yourself enough grace to do that for yourself. Yeah, that's one thing that Alicia and I were talking about you know, earlier that I want to share with all of you guys that, um, it, you know, there's there's no one size fits all mm-hmm. and each person has a different constitution they have different life they have different needs 
And so we're, what we're constantly doing is, is unpacking and sort of researching our mm-hmm. own nature, our mm-hmm. own selves, our own personality, our own constitution, all of these different elements to try to, um, to, to find what fits for us and, and to really be able to serve those around us in the best possible way. So, yeah. So, you know, I think it, it, it's so important to, um, to not be hard on ourselves and, and just so you guys know, too, you don't necessarily have to know about Ayurveda in order to find a morning ritual that works for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ayurveda just, um, the why, the reason I was attracted to it is because it has such a great visual. I'm a very visual person. And so if you have a hard time being intuitive or really being able to listen to your body well, it, it kind of gives you this visual space to go to so that you can tune in a little bit better. Um, so can you share more about those visuals? Sure. So like with Kappa, I explained kind of they, they have tendencies to all these energies. And then, you know, Pitta is more of like the fire and earth element and the Vata is more of the um, ether and space. So when you think of each thing um, along those lines, it gives you some ideas as to what you might gravitate towards. So as a kappa, what would be foods that are, you know, heavier, earthier, watery, those are your kappa foods, um, pitta, you know, anything spicy, warming, um, and the vata is anything light and airy, nuts and seeds are considered vata, um, so when you start to categorize things into these three areas, and you start to look at yourself and say, where am I living mostly where what are my tendencies and how can I pull in those other two um, spaces to really bring in a full well-rounded balance that yeah that's the big point I think that I hear you saying too is that we can will tend towards um, a certain type of constitution but mm-hmm. we, what we want to do is bring it back into balance yeah so for me um, being pitta I'm much more fiery and driven um, in certain ways, and I would I would uh, maybe tend towards more heat inside my body. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm drawn to things like the cold therapy, the cold showers, <laughs> yeah. or green juices. Mm-hmm. Whereas that might be too too cold, or or um, you know maybe too astringent or something for a different dosha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So with the cold therapy, it's been great for me, but I can only do water cold therapy for so long, um, and I've built up my ability to go longer but I think that's because I've also taken care to bring in balance on the other side as well right so the takeaway basically is just what we're trying to do here is understand our dosha so that we can bring it back into balance Mm -hmm. so that it's not too far on one side yeah like some drivenness is good some Mm -hmm. fieriness is good but if it's overdone it's exacerbated and it turns into more agitated or stressed you know for me so what would be the version of that for you if you get out of balance yeah lethargic maybe even slightly depressed or just really down emotionally feeling Mm. heavy um it you know so the your momentum can just drop so quickly if Mm. you're out of if you're out of balance um and like I used to just be freezing cold all winter long mm. and uh, it was really hard for me to feel warm. I'd have to wear layers and layers and layers. So once I started finding more balance and embracing cold therapy, finding a way to adapt and let my constitution 
um, adapt to the cold in a healthy way, have a healthy relationship with the cold. Mm, I love that. Then I was able to much more gracefully go through the winter time and was hardly ever uncomfortable. That's awesome. Now let me ask you just a little bit about foods and yeah. we don't necessarily have to get way off on this, but I think it'd be interesting <laughs> sure. when you're out, when you find that you're out of balance mm-hmm. in that kind of more slug, sluggish, um, lethargic place or stressed or whatever, mm-hmm. do you find that there's foods that, that you gravitate towards that maybe are more unhealthy? Mm-hmm. And then I also have another question on the healthier side, but let's start with this first yeah. one. Okay. Uh, yes. I want like breads because it's warm. It's, grounding it's you know one of those cozy foods that just like kind of comforting, comforting or yeah more stabilizing mm-hmm. or but if I'm out of balance that's it's very heavy in my digestive system and it doesn't feel good and um makes me even more sluggish so um that would be a good example of you know going yeah. Craving the unhealthy when I'm in an unhealthy state yes that's what that would look like yeah totally get that so then um what are the foods that help bring you into balance generally? Yeah, so um, introducing more spicy foods was kind of a challenge for me in the very beginning when I started having more spice. Um, I always liked a little bit, but not much. So um, now I love it. I'll make like a the ginger turmeric, you know, the kind of a golden, golden milk, milk yeah. tea. Yeah. So the fresh ginger is a great one. It's astringent. It's spicy. It, it encourages digestion to get going, which is great for a cup of digestion. Um, so I'll do that and add a little bit of cayenne and, uh, that always makes me feel good. You know, every night or every morning or wh- however I decide to do that, that definitely brings me into more balance or just adding some spice to my food, putting a little bit of cayenne or red pepper on something or having jalapenos, whatever that is. Um, so it's kind of giving you a little kick is what yeah. I hear you saying. Like you need just something to sort of get things moving yes. for you. Yeah, if you have coffee digestion, you can tend to, it's almost like your your fire goes out in your belly. You know, you want to have that constant fire kind of just roaring in the belly so Mm -hmm. that the digestion is happening efficiently Mm -hmm. and well Um, and that can go out you know if you're out of balance so anything spicy and warm or hot that just really feeds the fire and keeps everything flowing and moving perfect yeah Love it. (laughs) All right. So let's, now that we've kind of covered a little bit of the Ayurvedic piece of it for you, let's talk about what works for you as far as a morning ritual, what you maybe have done in the past and what you do now. Yeah. um, That's really working for you. Great. Um, In the past, um, it's just, it's very go with the flow for me. I'm kind of a whimsical person, and so it's definitely day by day <laughs> rather than weekly or monthly type of a thing. Um, and I would say I was probably more out of balance as far as having a morning ritual in the past. And that was just from having babies and kind of feeling <laughs> all over the place. But the most important thing was getting outside. It's always been getting outside totally changes my perspective for the day. It's like first thing in the morning. Yeah, Mm -hmm. just take a few deep breaths, feel the sun on my face. Um, It's kind of just like a restart. And even my babies, they would respond so well to going outside if they were really upset and crying or just we weren't having a good day. As soon as we'd get outside, it would change everything around. So that's definitely my go-to thing. (laughs) 
Um, so my current ritual at the moment uh, is pretty much the same thing. As soon as we get up, I love to just drink a lot of a big glass of water first thing. That feels good to me, and you know you need to rehydrate, get things going, wake wake up everything gently, and water is a great way to do that. Uh, we open the blinds before we turn on any lights. We're um, we've done a lot of research into the world of um, blue light and and learning how to get our circadian rhythms kind of in sync with nature, so that we're really feeling our best and it's been a big game changer for us just feeling way better so we get sunlight immediately as soon as we can before we have any of our house lights on um and then I am the one that takes the dog out for his first walk because that suits me (laughs) really well to get outside right away so just taking him out even when it's cold I bundle up as much as I need to and I go for a long walk and I just breathe Sometimes I'll do a breath exercise or I'll do um, an energy work series and that just makes me, I get grounded on the earth and that just really brings me into a state of peace and makes me feel like I can take this day head on again. And I like that I have like a, like a couple different options so that if you are that more whimsical type, it's not like you have to do the exact same rigid thing every morning. You have these choices and it's like, what do I feel like I need today? Like, do I need to just sit and do this breath work? Do I want to do this energy work? Do I want to run? Do I want to walk? Like, how do I want to approach this today? What feels right? Um, so I make sure to have some options and when I get home from the walk, I always do my, uh, what I call my tonic, and it's just water with um, some vitamin C powder, some sea salt or Himalayan salt, and some cream of tartar, which is, sounds really weird, but it's actually just a pure form of potassium coming from food product, so uh, we've learned about that, that mix from our um, natural doctor here in town and that supports your adrenals and it's very hydrating it just feels good and I add chlorophyll to that so I get my greens and I just feel like I that that for me is light lightening up my constitution it's very brilliant yeah so that just feels really good and then once again I have options so if I feel like I need to intermittent fast that day and wait till about noon time to eat then I will do that or If it's like, no, my body is wanting something this morning, I feel like I need something, uh, then I will eat. And it's usually eggs um, and sometimes maybe a sprouted grain toast or something like that. So I just, I have options and I let myself see what feels right for the day. That's awesome. Um, Let me ask you a couple questions about the the people that have helped or inspired you because you mentioned a few mm-hmm. routines that you do mm-hmm. like the energy routine and yes. then the, the all of the the things about the sunlight yeah um tell me and, and our listeners more yeah. about that sure okay so one of the big ones for my husband and I is Dr. Jack Cruz and he has a website full of information he's a neuro surgeon who has really dived deep into the more holistic way of living. Um, and so he talks about sunlight. He talks about breathing. Um, he talks about the circadian rhythm stuff that I mentioned. Um, so he's a great resource 
if, especially if you like research. He's a great one to go check out. Um, we also like Wim Hof. He's the cold therapy guy. So that's your cold therapy. He also talks about breathing because breath and cold therapy go hand in hand. You can't separate the two. Yeah. And by the way, I'm really excited because, um, Alicia's husband, Ben is going to come on the podcast soon and, um, talk about the cold therapy because it's a, it's, it's, this is a popular, becoming more popular Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. these days. People are more interested in it. And, uh, he recently did a I think a little workshop on it, and mm-hmm. so I'm excited to get yeah. him on here so we can talk more about that. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, but he's the first person that shared with me uh, more about Wim Hof like years ago, mm-hmm. before anyone I knew knew about cold therapy. Yeah. So um, Ben's been involved in that for a long time. Yeah, right. And I'm I was very slow to <laughs> to join in. Oh, me as well. Yeah. <laughs> I was like not happening yeah I was like yeah have fun doing that yeah one can be taught I guess <laughs> yeah so I'm here to prove to you even if you hate the cold it can change <laughs> don't don't refuse change That's awesome um yeah so Wim Hof is a great resource for all that stuff and then um I mentioned energy work and that came from Donna Eden um she's really a cool lady that has an amazing personal story um, doing energy work and she teaches classes that we took together along with a few others yeah um, for about what is it like eight weeks or so we all got together a group yeah. of gals and we learned about energy work yeah and it was a fun like <laughs> sister tribe thing to do totally it was super fun and and now that that's something I've just taken with me um most days I use it in some form or another and I just I really love it really how do you feel after you do it I feel more calm and like just a sense of peace and like I don't feel too overwhelmed by the start of my day so I homeschool as well and that is that can be really um overwhelming at times not always but for those days where I feel a little overwhelmed or um apprehensive about starting my day <laughs> the energy work kind of just recenters me and gets me to a space of like okay I can do this now, do your kids ever do the energy routine with you? They do. I don't force them because I don't want it to become a thing. Perfect. Um, so I'm like, hey, I'm going to do the energy work if you guys want to join me. And then there's other days where I'm like, ah, mommy needs to go outside by herself and do her energy work. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Good boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Um, and sometimes they'll do it. If they're sick, there's some little things that I'll, I'll do and they totally respond positively to it. They love it. You know, we do the thymus tap on the chest and mm-hmm. I say, take your deep breaths and they close their eyes and they breathe and they let me tap on them or do the little sequence or whatever. And they're, they're very responsive to it. So we've, I've loved having that for our family. And I love that whole mentality about, um, inviting or offering and, uh, whatever it is that you're doing, offering it to your kids, but not making it a forced yeah, thing. Right. Um, so, you know, it becomes a thing, yes, as right. you said. It's it's more of um, something you're inviting them to do, but that you're setting the example, you're doing it for you. Mm-hmm. And if it's inspiring to them, right. then great. Yeah, but <laughs> which you not. always hope so, but yeah. it's better just to let them watch for sure. And yeah. Choose to themselves. It's <laughs> great. Well, another fun thing that I saw that you were doing with your kids, we can sort of transition over yeah. to that. Um, I saw a picture of uh, 
her kids, uh, they went on a quick trip and uh, she's doing like a five minute meditation mm-hmm. daily for them. Mm-hmm. And so I pic- saw a picture of them. They're sitting in their like their car seats and <laughs> they have their hats pulled over their eyes and they're doing their <laughs> five minute meditation in the car. And I thought that is brilliant. Yeah, it's so great. It's been fun to see how they um, create their own meditative space. So when we first started, it was it was only three minutes at the beginning. So we've kind of worked up. So we don't want them to get antsy and be like, oh, I hate this. Right. <laughs> so in their morning routine, um, usually after I've walked the dog, because we kind of let them just get up, brush their teeth, they get a drink of water, maybe eat like a cutie or some little piece of fruit if they're just so hungry. Um, and when I get back, we have them sit on the couch or the floor, wherever they're comfortable, and set the timer for five minutes and have them meditate. And... What we've described that as for them is just a time to sit in quiet peacefulness and either just focus on stillness and peace or maybe choose a word that you want to focus on like love or kindness, maybe self-control because that's been a topic lately. (laughs) Um, Or they can just think about the feeling that they want to have for that day, like a feeling of joy or Beautiful. Whatever they want to create for their day so that they realize they have the choice. That's something that they're really having to try and grasp right now is, you know, when they're feeling bad, it's up to them to choose something different. They can't wait for it to to happen to them. That's perfect. And I'm still learning that as an adult. So I really want to instill that in them now. Um, So we give them, now we've built up to five minutes. And so they do that every morning. Um before we have breakfast so that's awesome yeah I love that so one thing I we didn't really get to talk about um in the last audio with Rachelle but that is a huge part of um a ritual it doesn't necessarily have to be a morning ritual but for many it is a is a big part of it is movement Mm, so where does I guess taking the dog for a walk and that's the same for me I do Mm -hmm. that first thing in the morning with Mm -hmm. my floof (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I also have another time, you know, in the day that, Mm -hmm. you know, I do movement. Yeah. Um, and, but for some people morning is the only time that they can get in their movement. So Mm -hmm. what, what is it that you do for movement? Um, yeah, the morning walk, sometimes I run too, if that, if it feels like I'm up to it in the morning. Um, and then in the afternoon at some time, I'll take a little yoga break and that can just be a few minutes of like stretching it out and just kind of moving in whatever way it feels like my body wants to move. Um, or like late afternoon, if my husband gets home early enough before dinner, then we go outside together and he does his workout. I usually do a yoga and workout combination. Um, I'm a yoga teacher, so Uh, I like Mm -hmm. to do some sort of yoga every day and it just makes me feel really good. So that's my favorite, my go-to. Um, but then I do like a HIIT workout typically it's short. So as a mom, if I don't have much time, HIIT workouts, like totally my jam because I can knock it out, feel really good. I got my heart rate up, which with the COPPA constitution is very important, um, to like get some momentum in my body. Um, so that's that's usually my day is like a morning walk and then an afternoon either yoga or yoga and hit workout type thing. It's perfect. Yeah. I love it. And one of the things that Ben Greenfield, who I've been influenced by more recently, um, he's a 
he's a fitness guru, basically. And he talks about how it's really important to get just a a short, maybe 10 minute Mm -hmm. movement first thing in the morning to get everything flowing, whether that's a short yoga sequence or a run around the park with your, with your dog or whatever it is. Um, sometimes I'll do my, use my rebounder, Mm -hmm. you know, my mini miniature rebounder. It's like a little mini trampoline and I'll just bounce on that for about 10 minutes. And that definitely is, uh, you can tell it really gets your, your lymphatic system moving. I call it my lymphasizer (laughs) (laughs) and, um, that can be uh, really helpful, but that's just a kind of a jump start to the day. Yeah. Um, for for many people, later in the afternoon, like after work mm-hmm. or whatever, is a is a really nice slot. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of those people that can't get movement in in the morning or can't get very much in, you know, just doing something really short in the morning, just get yourself moving, even five minutes yeah. like on the rebounder or some yoga moves. And then think in terms of maybe a HIIT workout, like Alicia was talking about, um, later in, on after work or after your homeschooling day or whatever it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can sometimes bring a little bit more balance. Yeah. And with our kids, we have you know, well, we try to get outside all the time as much as possible, and um, they love that too. So we work out somewhere where they have like bikes and scooters and and their own jump ropes, and they're welcome to do whatever they want. They can sometimes they want to do stuff with us, like they'll try lunging with us or squats or something, and you know, and they don't they don't necessarily work out with us every time, but just watching us that's creating the interest right there and you're creating your culture yeah and just kind of working it into the programming of their subconscious which I think is perfect without it being forceful yeah and they see how it makes us feel good and Mm. how we are afterwards you know there's something to that like 100% getting to see your parents do things that make them healthy (laughs) feel good love it so great all right well um let's wrap up because we could talk for a long time yes, and probably could <laughs> it's so great but we're gonna do this again because this is so much fun yeah um so the takeaway in in my mind here is if, you know for those of you listening there are lots of different options but the the main thing to zero in on is how do you feel after you do something? So notice how you're feeling after you do some sort of routine. So like for me, at first I hated the cold shower, the cold therapy. I thought there's no way that I'll be able to <laughs> consistently do this. But I noticed how I felt afterwards mm-hmm. and I felt energized yeah. mm-hmm. and really like alive. And I also felt like I was more in balance, in balance, not imbalanced, <laughs> um, because I wasn't as, as hot and and when I get hot, I get irritable and yeah. and things like that. And so, if you know, quickly getting up in the morning and doing a quick, um, you know, run around the neighborhood or around the park or some yoga moves is really helpful to you. Then that is uh, a very um, just notice how you feel afterwards. Or if doing a quick meditation in the morning, you feel more centered. Or if you do some of the EFT tapping or. If you find that um, a particular elixir in the mm-hmm. morning works for you, yeah. Rachel mentioned hot lemon water. Mm. For some people, that works really well, mm-hmm. especially during the cold season. Yeah. Um, so the takeaway is just look at these different options and experiment and explore because there's yeah. no one size fits all. And um, just know that every little bit that you do is just love and kindness towards your own body. Yeah. And that's what we want to get to. Definitely. And being open, always being open to change and to know that being uncomfortable sometimes is the perfect opportunity for growth and for change. And so 
uh, like the cold shower thing. It's definitely not comfortable. <laughs> but when we listen to our bodies and how it feels after that, um, it can it can be something really amazing. Yeah, that's a great point because just the willingness to explore new things yeah. is a huge deal here because our subconscious mind is naturally going to push back at anything new because it's going to perceive it as a threat. Mm -hmm. Even if what we're doing isn't necessarily working for us, Mm -hmm. it's our familiar, it's our comfortable. And so if we're willing to like try something new, even for a short amount of time and notice how we feel afterwards, when you notice how you feel afterwards, it is, it's gently convincing the subconscious mind that it's Mm -hmm. safe to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. That's really exciting. <laughs> well, Alicia, thanks. You're awesome. Oh, you're awesome. Thanks for having me.